Yo! What's good, real cool people? It's your boy David, and today I'm kind of doing a solo venture, and I'm a little sad about it. Um, my boy Josh, uh, he's working. For some reason, he thinks that getting paid is important. I don't know where he got that notion from. <laughs> um, but he's off doing his thing, making movies. Uh, we just uh, wrapped the project together, but he's the producer. Uh, my job is done. His is going to continue for a little while longer. So, um, shout outs to my boy, mi Mexicano. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, this episode is just your boy David here. Um, and my spotlight film is Jason Bourne. Um, so instead of getting into the huge, which is the, you know, movie news, reviews, and box office too, I'm just gonna touch on a few nerd things and uh, get right into the nitty gritty. Um, and the nerd things, I mean, we're just coming off of Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, and the two things that I've been having many conversations about with multiple people um, have been the Justice League trailer and the Wonder Woman trailer that uh, was released. Now, thoughts. Okay. And let me start with the one that I, I really preferred. That would be Wonder Woman. Um, okay, just out the gate. The color palette at that opening shot of Diana finding um, finding Steve on the beach. Yo. Yo. I mean, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, and uh, it was just really nice to see this cool uh, modernization of Wonder Woman, you know, brought to life on the big screen. Um, I'm liking that it's definitely showing, you know, powerful, strong women. Um, but I mean, at least from the trailer, doesn't feel too preachy. Like if like James Cameron did it. <laughs> um, shout out to James Cameron. I know he's totally listening. <laughs> um, and and uh, I, I like kind of what they're doing with the origin. A little bit, a little something, something. Um, how it seems like they're fusing some things, you know, from the multiple different kinds of origins she's had, and um, finding an equilibrium. See, look, I can use big words too, Josh. Um, and um, you know, I'm feeling it, and keeping it real, it's sexy as balls. You know, maybe I should have used a different different phrasing sexy as balls would imply that I think balls are, are sexy um I mean hey no hate to, to those who think balls are sexy you know to each his own some like balls some like boobies I like boobies but you know anyway um yeah look the action looks good, and the action and the depiction of powerful women is sexy. Um, the uniform, I thought that, like, I, I wasn't going to like it, but I'm feeling it. I'm liking that it has uh, more color. It's less muted than what we saw in uh, Batman vs. Superman. Um, the lasso looks a little cartoony. I mean, 
that's that's some light bright stuff going on right there. That was that was. I hope that that's some stuff that needs a little bit more rendering. <laughs> um, it just looked, I don't know, it looked like something out of like, you know, one of those old 60s movies when they just kind of draw in like a shooting star in the night or <laughs> something like that. But um, aside from that little nitpick, I mean, her badassery of her coming out of the trenches um, while everyone else is, you know, still you know, hiding and just taking on an army with her sword and shield. Bruh. Bruh. I mean, if your nipples don't get hard watching that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Man or woman, your nipples was p poking when you saw that. And she knocked the mortar out the way. She was deflecting that mirage, mirage, mirage. The booty load of bullets, man. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? That's what I'm trying to talk about. It was just, it was, it was great. Um, I mean, at first I was kind of like, what? When she had the, the sword in the back of that dress. But, I mean, it still was pretty dope. Like, that's pre-Batman gadgetry, you know? Hide it in your dress? Why not? <laughs> um, look, I liked everything that I saw. Um, especially that Amazonian leap by that one woman on the beach jumping backwards, two arrows in her bow. Yo, I mean, I don't even, I got nothing else to say. Just watch it. If you haven't watched it, what have you been doing? Probably something productive with your life. Um, and good on you. Good, good on you. But for those of you who ain't got nothing to do, watch it <laughs> take two minutes out your day google it trust me you won't be disappointed on to the next one and that is the justice league uh trailer or footage as they're calling it they're not officially calling it a trailer um okay the main thing i'm having an issue with is that it's still Zack snyder's i mean he's bs'd me with BVS, um, I was kind of okay with Man of Steel, but I didn't really love it. Um, I mean, look, to be real, there's only been two Zack Snyder films that I like. I like the 300, and I like um, that Legends of Garhul, the owl movie. The Owls was dope. If you ain't seen that movie, don't sleep on the Owls. There's some good, good movie experience stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's really dope, like, real talk. Um, the visuals he gives are amazing. His slow-mo effects work really, really well, especially with CG animation. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really good story. It's really well done. Um, so check that one out if you haven't seen it. Uh, don't think it's just something for kids. Um, but yeah, everything else. I mean, The Watchmen, the director's cut was better than the original, but it's, it kind of paralleled for me the way Batman v Superman did. I really could have given two craps about the theatrical release, and then they give me a little bit more on the Blu-ray, and I'm like, okay, that's better. It's still not dope, but it's better. So uh, Zack Snyder, for me, is the biggest hindrance. And then, like, because he's already started something that, to me, is off, you know, with murderous Batman and mopey Superman, you know, this is just going to be a continuation of that. Um, I don't like that Batman is the one bringing him in. Batman, look, 
if y'all are from the same generation as me, y'all grew up with the Justice League cartoon on WB Kids, Once Upon a Time. And, like, Batman was that dude who, where everyone else would come to him and be like, Hey, Batman, we got a team going on. Y'all wanna join? And Bats would kind of stare at him and just be like, Don't call me. I'll call you. And, like, so... <laughs> I mean, come on! He's the Dark Knight. He's the Dark Knight. That's what he's supposed to be. He will be the hero. But, you know, it's just like the line, you know what? That was one thing that I liked about the trailer. Jumping back to the trailer. That line when Cyborg's like, you know, um, I didn't think you were real. And he's like, I'm real when I need to be. That's Batman. Dude, I don't care. Yes, okay, he's Bruce Wayne when he's going to recruit. Meh, 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 meh. Bruce Wayne wouldn't reveal that he's Batman, even if it is to another superpowered person. Especially somebody he don't know. That's the whole point. Batman doesn't trust anybody. He's the only person who knew all the weaknesses of the rest of the Justice League team. He knew all of their secret identities. Like, bruh, come on. Ah, this happy bat. He's going from murderous bat to happy bat. Cracking jokes. I hear you can talk to fish. <laughs> bruh, I don't. Um... So as you can see, I'm kind of still just having a problem with Batman and how he's depicted in these movies. But anyway, um, Ezra Miller as The Flash, they don't give us much, but that little bit that they gave give, gives me a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. I, I like seeing, you know, the power set. I was kind of, you know, this is me just being a nerd. But I'm like, shouldn't uh, his lightning be uh, yellow? But <laughs> real talk, the effect looked look pretty dope. Um, uh, the, the little bit that we get of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I mean, the visual of the waves crashing was really dope. Um, I mean, they're just trying to make Aquaman badass, you know. Good luck. <laughs> um, I mean, hell, the fact that Batman is sitting there cracking jokes as he just got hemmed up against the wall is like still just the notion of this brother talks to fish. <laughs> like <laughs> that still <laughs> that still makes you crack a smile even when like you about to lose all your teeth. Um, look, you know, cyborg, real angular, geometric shaped looking I mean it, it looked like pieces jumbled together from the mother box like the little sequence that we saw in Batman v Superman you know he looks good um I'm hoping well, well clearly there's gonna be better rendering done um cause this was a very early uh very early footage that we got to see um look I mean I am cautiously optimistic, you know, it seems like Zack Snyder listened a little bit, but I still think he's going to have his Snyderness skeeting all over this film, and I'm not really too excited to see that, but hey, only time will tell, um, Suicide Squad's coming up, we'll see, I'm still on the fence about Harley and Will Smith, woo, <laughs> like, because mm. ah. Margot Robbie, she's a great actress, but that ain't my Harley, though. Not, not, not talking about the looks. You know, she only says one line in any of the trailers that kind of is delivered in a Harley-like fashion. And that's the, we're bad guys, it's what we do. 
Like, that's the only... We'll see. DC, you got some work to do. But, hey. Alright, now that I've gotten that off of my boobs, uh, let's move on to Jason Bourne. Um, this is the... The... Fifth Bourne title... But the fourth actual Jason Bourne film starring Matt Damon. Um, look, okay, synopsis. Someone's still digging into the crap that I thought was over <laughs> after um, Bourne Ultimatum, uh, Ultimato, Uti, Uji, Aunt Jemima. Um... I thought it was done, but apparently not. Someone's still digging because they just can't get over crap. And they get Jason Bourne involved. Uh, and because of just getting him involved, saying, hey, there's still more you didn't know. Like, it, it gets him back in, the, in, the, in the, the crosshairs of this whole thing. Homeboy was trying to live low. I'm going to just say it. Look, Julia Stiles, her character, um, she comes through with more information you know, finding Bourne on the underground because he's just been pretty much, you know, bare knuckle underground fighting to just kind of relieve the stress because he's suffering pretty much from like PTSD at this point. Um, but the minute she opens that door and lets him back in, you know, it's, she just a she just a gossiper. That's it. Dude was good. He was living off ramen noodles, beating people up, sleeping in the sand. He was cool. He was alive. He didn't have nothing to deal with. But then she had to come up with some news, with some gossip. Girl, I should shove this USB drive down your throat for giving it to me. Anyway, so he's back in the thick of it again. Now the CIA is back on his trail. And because Bourne's brain is all effed up, He's like, oh, there's more I didn't know. I must discover the truth behind it. My papa's involved. No. And mayhem ensues. Look, okay. This movie, it didn't need to be made. Um, there are things that still, it, it followed some tropes. Like, see, this is the, the difficult thing about doing another Jason Bourne movie. See, the beauty of the original Bourne films is that they, they kind of set the tone for the modern spy film. You know, heck, I'd say even things like um, Winter Soldier, you know, picked up things from, you know, the first two Bourne films. Um, uh, it was the first films to really kind of start doing the real raw up close, you know, um, camera work when it comes to fight um, choreography. Some would say too shaky. Some would say really cool. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, but again, it's like when your franchise was the one to, you know, set the precedent of certain things. By the time you're, I mean, by the time you're at the third movie, it's like, how can we do better? And I was surprised that Ultimatum was still pretty doggone good. They should have left born alone let him be um because now it just feels like any run-of-the-mill um spy film um there's like a butt ton of car chases um you know it's more of 
you know, someone's on the inside of the CIA, realizes the kind of stuff that they put Born through and other people under the Treadstone program through, and ooh, now I'm dealing with a moral conflict. Should I help my CIA or should I help this guy Jason Bourne because the CIA effed up his life and Jason Bourne gets in communication with that person and it continues to be, you know, conflict and strife within that person and Bourne's still just on this hunt to try to find the secrets of his past and woe is me! <sighs> yeah, real cool people. Um... I mean, and they do some other things, like, uh, okay, why are you able to take, like, an image that looks like, you know, something when, like, you first wake up and you got that, them boogers in your eyes and you can't see anything, and then just say, enhance the image, and it becomes, like, some, like, 1080p high-res image, no, give me that software, where's that at? I ain't never seen it before, even like to purchase on the app store. I need that. But anyway, you see that technology again. Um, I mean, to their credit, they made Bourne and Julia Stiles look very much older and very much more worn out <laughs> than they did when they started. They just looked like they needed a nap. Um, cause clearly none of them was doing that, even though they were supposed to be done, but I digress. Um, you know, same thing, here's a key that leads to a locker, that leads to a journal, that you need to Google some stuff, and there's a flash drive, and we gotta upload the stuff from the flash drive, just same stuff like that. Um, you got a token black agent who's next to the main agent, um, Tommy Lee Jones, who, you know up until like the third act of the movie he don't even do the classic like you know damn shit and that is whack his eyes do it because it'll cut to a shot of him and his eyes will be like mm, i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> that's all he was good for that's it um um dude okay it gets to this point in the movie at the end this isn't a spoiler. It's this thing called um, Exocon because uh, the government is using this new like internet search platform that's supposed to be launching um, as their way in to pretty much spying spying on everybody, twenty four seven, you know, anywhere. And um, so Born ends up there. Everybody ends up there. But like, okay, I get it. When you're at a tech convention, there's cool tech laying around. But this dude literally strolls up and, like, the aisle that he's walking down is, like, Spies are Us. It's like, ooh, you need some infrared goggles? They're right here. Swipe them, hide them in your shirt. Ooh, you need this encryption key? Oh, look, aisle three. Let me just swipe that and put that in my pocket. Ooh, you need GPS trackers? We got those on aisle five. Like, it was so convenient. He'll just walk down the thing and just get putting things in his pocket. Like, there was no difficulty, there was no needing to, like, MacGyver or anything, there was no, you know, like, it was so dope watching Jason Bourne, like, just kind of, like, you know, you know, utilize random things to achieve and execute a goal. Now they literally got him lined up like a spy buffet. <sighs> anyway, uh, they do, they do, they do the thing that, that, uh, what's the movie, um, Die Hard started to do. Where he's the indestructible hero. Homeboy gets shot in the gut. 
goes through like a five minute car chase still cool the car gets wrecked beyond belief homie just kind of limps out for like two limps and then the next shot is him jogging chasing down the the bad guy like bruh he had like a, a like a cut on his head and he just kind of put a couple fingers on his abdominal wound bullet wound mind you like and his car his car uh, I guess it was made out of adamantium I don't know <laughs> cause that car was being used like a battering ram and until it just got like tore the frack up it it was just shining pretty look at us Dodge Charger Beow, Vegas streets -na 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 -na. um I don't I don't know um you know one thing I miss though in movies spy movies in, in particular I miss like the elaborate villain death people just get shot or choked now like I, I, I miss you know you know true lies strapping homeboy to a rocket or you know shoving an air tube through someone's chest let off some steam Bennett you know I want some more of that you know, I, it's just, it's just, it, it, this movie, bottom line, feels like it was, it was lazily manufactured. Um, I guess Matt Damon, I don't know, he didn't even need to do this. He just, he just did The Martian. Bruh, The Martian was so dope. Like, why'd you even have to come back and do... Real cool people, um, I'd say rent this movie. Don't waste your money in the theater to see it. Um, you know, like, they, they started to go down this one path with the story. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, potential spoiler alert. They keep trying to get Bourne back to the CIA. I mean... That would have been really dope if they had committed to that. If they had committed to Born turning dark again, and then, like, maybe see, that would then give you something to play off of because it becomes like this, you know, Darth Vader thing. You know, he was, he was bad, and well, it's not quite Vader, but still, just his path would have been so much more interesting. He was doing bad things, not knowing it realized what was going down started trying to do the right thing but then just because he's so trained and programmed for it life outside of doing the wrong thing is a miserable life for him so he only finds like some sort of solace in going back to being bad that oh my god like oh that's that's good stuff yo hire me to write something that's good that one's for free enjoy that <laughs> um look uh Again, people, um, not not the greatest film. Um, it's barely an okay film. Uh, I wish I could say more about it because I really, really do like the first three movies a lot. Um, but this one let me down. Um, well, to get things back on a lighter note, uh, Suicide Squad's coming out. So that'll be the next Spotlight film. Um, looking forward to that. Oh, I was at a nerd convention. I was there last year, and I got to go again this year. Um, it is called YesterCon. It's in Carson, California. And um, 
Josh, my boy, my partner in crime, he doesn't like being on camera. And so I, I kind of decided, you know what? We could have some really fun content in our real cool dudeverse um, uh, if we started like a YouTube channel. So ta-da! Real cool TV. It's a little something I'm gonna be launching on YouTube. Um, I've got really cool stuff on the Yestercon floor, and I got some dope interviews. Um, I interview my Faja, Mr. Phil Moore, host of Nickelodeon's Nick Arcade, um, and Mr. Kirk Fogg, host of Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, it's got a live action movie coming out. We talk about that. And one that was even more near and dear to my heart. I know that sounds bad because I was just talking about family. But I got to interview Dante. Who's Dante? Who's Dante, you say? I'm going to tell you who Dante is. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Yes, people. Yes. I... Yours truly, your boy David, got to interview Dante Basco, a.k.a. Rufio, from Hook, the movie. He also does the voice of Zuko. I had I had a personal little little moment. I really like his little bit. He had a little bit on um, the show Entourage, too. That was pretty dope. But, man, talk about nerdgasm. So I got a really cool um, interview with him. It's really quick, short and sweet. Um, but check it out, YouTube, uh, Real Cool TV. Um, it'll be up momentarily. Heck, right now the video is rendering. So, <laughs> yeah, people, take a take a look at that, um, and we will see you next week. Same cool time, same cool channel. Representing the Real Cool Dude, it's your boy David. Keep it real.